Okay, for this episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast, we're going to be talking to someone who's been in the industry for quite some time and knows the service side in and out. In fact, he helps to go around the nation making service centers and parts centers better and better for you, the customer, and for me, because I'm also a customer. So so today we have Bruce Heidelmark from Dealer Pro, and he is here not only to help us out here at Princess Craft, training our service staff and Cody, mostly, but uh, but he's going to give us some of the things he sees in the industry, in the service side of the industry today. I also have a guest host today because PJ and Lindsay are out. They are they're all, slacking. Well, they're slacking on vacation with their family. I think that's the kind of well slack deserved. we all need. Well yeah. deserved. So we have Cody and he's going to be jumping in. You know him well from previous episodes. All right, everybody. Welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. I'm your host from Princecraft RV. I'm Clint. This is Cody and this is our guest Bruce today and we're going to dive right on in splash 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 Bruce how you doing I'm doing well thank you well um, we get to see you about once a month here at Princess Craft Um, just just so our audience understands what you do and whatnot can you give us a quick elevator pitch what is it that Bruce does basically Bruce comes in from dealer pro and works with the uh, service people and the parts folks on the uh, on the service or what they call fixed operations side of the business. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is educate these folks to a higher level of where they're at at present. And um, through our 21 years of experience in, in our company, we uh, we work very hard with the um, primarily the service manager mm-hmm. and the service advisors and also the parts people to uh, help them elevate them to a, a newer level. So, so it's all going to be in the direction of making for a better operation on the business side so the customer has an incredible experience. What we're looking to do is provide the customer with a safe and reliable vehicle. So uh-huh. every time they go out to go camping, the vehicle is ready to go for them. Right. And they have to have, when they leave here, they have the confidence that the vehicle is in that condition. Yeah. We do that through maintenance, uh, or packages that we offer the customer as they come in. Every customer receives a, uh, a maintenance schedule, which is very clearly defined as to uh, it, it's broken down in, into months. And at each increment, they're they're asked, you know, do you want? Uh, let's take for example, uh, check your brakes and wheel bearings, uh-huh. things of that nature. So we look very closely at those type of things. Okay. With the customer, uh, we're trying to give the customer the best experience they can have when they come to Princess Craft or any other dealership. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you, before you did this, you actually have been in the RV service business for some time. Can you give us some of your background? Sure. I've been in the RV business uh, for 38 years Uh prior to coming to Dealer Pro. I pretty much held every position in an RV dealership with the exception of finance. Never really had much of an interest in doing the financial side of the business. Done sales. I remember back in the early part of the... uh, when I first started in business, I would sell the ca- the coach in the morning, have it washed and delivered. I would do it all myself from start to finish. Right. Obviously, that sounds like early Princess Craft days. That sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds old school. And, yeah. and it sounds like the experience a lot of people actually kind of wish was still out there. Yeah, I agree with that. Most of my time has been spent in the uh, the service and parts side of the business, which I, which I always loved. Um, the majority of my time was a service director, service manager in charge of both parts and service, which is what I really enjoy and really like. Yeah. yeah. But it got to the point in, in my own life where uh, I said, hey, you know, 38 years of experience, I need to start dispensing some of this to people that need it. Okay. So I decided to uh, get out of that 
day-to-day grind, if you will, and go on to Dealer Pro, and I'm very happy that I did. Okay, cool. Well, we're happy you did, too. We've enjoyed having you here the, you. the few times that you've been with us so far. Yeah, our contract, I believe, is for 12 or 13 months, so you'll be seeing me for yep. a while. Yep. And I'm sure you'll you'll see, uh, you know, our primary goal is to increase the dealership's gross profit. Yeah. And we do that in ways by these menus and so forth. And uh, Sure. The months have been good. Last month was kind of so-so, but we're we're on the we're on the right step and forward. Okay, well, Cody, you you're part of the decision-making team that would bring in someone like Bruce. Correct. So, as someone who's in the daily grind here at Princess Craft over the service parts and service centers, um, what kind of thinking says you know what we need to find someone who can consult, who can train and 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 up our processes? What kind of thinking goes into that? The the, the primary thinking is is I don't know enough. Okay. Um, and and you know PJ and I um, went to RVDA last year, and we sat through some uh, dealer pro training at that time and she and i talked and we were like we need these guys in our dealership we want to elevate princess craft we want to provide the best experience for our customers Mm -hmm. and provide them the right services that they need when they visit princess craft right and she and i both said you know what we've both been doing this a long time but we don't neither of us know enough to do everything that needs to be done. Right. We need somebody with even more experience to come in and help out. Right. And so we turn to Dealer Pro. Well, the the nature of the beast over the past couple of years with the the buyers just being on this tear, just buying every RV that's produced and then, right. then some has meant uh required growth for our dealership and dealerships all over the place so growing pains new people to the industry trying to learn new jobs i mean it's hard when we're trying to just keep up it's hard to train people it so it's it makes sense that we bring someone someone in, in to assist yeah yeah because yep, we do we have i've got five six new green people that have been in the rv industry less than eight months right and a couple of them are been in with me for about a month at this time, sure. maybe a month and a half. So having having some extra eyes on things and and helping keep a view on everything right. is extremely helpful because uh, I I can't with all the new people I'm getting pulled in so many right. directions it's hard for me to really give anybody my direct full attention to make sure right. I'm not missing the important stuff. You know I think a lot of people who've listened to our podcast for a while realize that we are not the largest dealership out there. We're a single location dealership at the moment, and we started small. We've always been you know on the smaller end of things so we have our own ways that we've developed to do things but the growth that has been kind of put on us has right. come our way which, yep. we're, which we're totally happy about has meant that maybe we need to evaluate and do things more interest, industry standard in some ways uh maybe take in some wisdom and that's why we have bruce here yes and, and the wisdom not. has been I, I he's showing me things i've never looked at before right. so it's been great different perspectives yep. and things things like that so bruce i'm gonna come over to you again uh with with all your years in every role but finance um and, and let's i guess let's go ahead and keep this still on the service and parts and service kind of realm and all that what are you seeing now that seems like it's dynamically changing from what we were used to in years past you know you've you've seen it but something's different now what, what yeah, are the changes well the biggest thing i i, I see right now in, in all, every dealership i go to is the ability to hire people 
Um, it's next to impossible right now to, let's say, hire an experienced technician. Right. You almost have to, and I hate to say this, but you have to steal someone from uh-huh. another dealership to get someone with and experience with experience yep it's it's so definitely right. tough and i think that we're seeing that across the board in most industries at yeah. this time okay that's the biggest thing that i see is, is is dynamically changed is the ability to get people you have to bring people in now you have to be willing to train them and, and have the ability takes, to train them have the ability Even to train if you them. have the the desire to train them you might not have the time resource right. or what you have know, you uh, the, there's a couple of companies out there rv rvda has uh has um, uh, used to train green people, if you will, to bring into the industry. Right. But uh, that's just a start. It puts a lot of pressure on uh, the service managers. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a group. He said he's got a group of five or six people out there that are green. They take a lot of your time. Yeah. But that's the biggest dynamic I see that's changed right now. Right. And, you know, customers, they come in and they actually don't care or want to know if if you have a need if you have someone who's green and needs to be trained or you have all new staff they they just want a good experience and it doesn't matter what your staff is comprised of at that time they don't know and they don't care and they really shouldn't have to care they really don't they come in uh you know expecting right you know expecting certain things we've had a tremendous uh, problem getting parts right from for a year and a half now at least you know, with all the supply chain issues, it, it's months. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you call to order a generator, for example, and they tell you 16 weeks. You got to be kidding me. 16 weeks to get a part? Right. You know, that's one of the, another big thing. You used to be able to call up and say, I need X part. You had it tomorrow. Yeah, 24-hour turn, turnaround is what I was used to in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Yeah. And you're right. It, 16 weeks is something. No, here on the sales side, I, I, since I've just been here a couple of days, and uh, there's somebody that's ordered a coach a year ago. Right. Yes. Just, yeah. We just delivered one yesterday that was on order for about a year. That's amazing mm-hmm. to me uh, right. through the years. I mean, it, that's something that I've never seen in all the years I've been doing this. I, I mean, I, I can't fathom. I said to my wife the other day, I can't fathom ordering something right. and getting it a year from now. I mean, yeah. And then we, the price changes we, on top we, of it. Uh, the price changes and and yeah. I mean, we have really grown into a a immediate. Um, Help me out here. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we like to get what on we demand. pay for on demand. On demand. Everything's yes. on demand. Thank right. you. That's a good word for it. Everything is on demand. We get it. Amazon. I mean, we order it. We get it the next yeah. day. You know, I mean, we we stream all of our movies. There's no rent a DVD or wait for a VHS right. tape. I mean, it just you you get it right there. No going to the store to get stuff. Right. It's all delivered. Yeah. So now we're, we're having to make that shift and it's been huge. People are having to wait and, and you know, we we feel their pain we don't want them to have to wait i mean the whole idea of owning an rv is to use it enjoy it and <laughs> right. use it and get to go for sure so yeah, that that's been a big shift as well is 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 the hold for sure okay i think those are two of the biggest things that the rv dealers are dealing with right now all right do we do you see anything that the rv industry can do to um to start alleviating this problem you know it's obviously not going to be immediate but what if we are in this problem now then we can learn some lessons now and improve our future what should the rv industry be doing to handle the hiring of techs or growing techs making techs kind of problem they've got to make the uh, the training the initial training accessible for for these young people that are coming out of trade school and what have you okay i think the um the message of being an rv tech or or even an automotive tech they're they're struggling with the same scenario they are absolutely Uh, you know they have to get into these schools and and 
pitch the pitch the idea of becoming a technician. I think that that whole thing has just gone away through the years. People don't know what a technician is anymore. They don't know what they do. And I think that word needs to get out there very strong. I think that's what the RV industry can do for us is get that word out there. Well, would you go into high schools with the message? I definitely where, would. Any, okay. any, anywhere where there's a, a potential for a tech, technical person to come out. I mean, there's myself, when I was growing up, all I wanted to do was be a technician. Right. Um, grew up around RVs. My father couldn't even drive one when we had one. I used to, <laughs> I used to go to the, he, he would, he finally learned how to get it to the campground, but he couldn't back it in. My mother oh, no. would be back there waving at him, you know, and I said, dad, get out of the thing. Let me back it in. Yeah. Nice. And that's, that's how I started in the whole thing. And, uh, this just led to one thing to another, but yeah, it's a big, big, big problem right now with both technicians uh-huh. primarily. Um, Cody had a good experience here. He got two uh, green people that he hired for service advisors who have really done a tremendous job in my, my view. Yeah. I have not seen two people kick in as fast and learn as fast as they have. Right. There's a lot to learn in that position. It's probably, in my, in my estimation, the hardest job in an RV, in, in an RV dealership. Position. How does, how does a service advisor in an RV world differ from service advisors in automotive or another it, they really don't. The only thing difference is a car and an RV. Okay. There's a lot more uh, to a car, if you will, but the stuff they're putting on these RVs today, my God. It's right. It's, yeah, it's there is so much. That. Yeah, it's, it's starting it's, to it's approach. Crazy. I mean, it's they, they've got smart RVs now. I mean, you get yeah. one command control centers and stuff that can do literally right. everything on the RV. Stand outside right. with your phone and open the slides yeah. and the, the awnings and everything else, and the customer, you know, that they love that stuff. Right. But the automotive, the automotive industry is hurting as well to find certified people to get them up to the speed with all the stuff that's on these. Sure. All the stuff that's on these cars is amazing. Just look at some of the things these cars can do. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Right. And the RV business is right there behind them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think one of the biggest things with cars, you know, is, is technicians got to, they've got to understand computers. I mean, it is not just a check a part out kind of right. replace it kind of thing you've got to actually be able to look at data on a computer yeah. to diagnose vehicles these days which is different than than more analog equipment right. that we've been used to in the rv world uh analog or plumbing has just been basically you know you can understand right. that yep. but give it time rvs, RVs say, other than other than like the chassis section of like a motorhome yeah give it time rvs are going to start i guarantee you they're going to start integrating some type of diagnostic software into their um on-demand right. operation systems i they're guarantee gonna have, it they're going to have to they're really going to have to because the technicians are not going to know how to fix this stuff they're going to have to uh be able to log in plug in the computer to the to the uh, system and right. say it's going to come up and say hey i got this problem this problem this problem yeah. check these out well this is something that i've been thinking about is the automotive world the motorcycle world they're all starting to say by by 2025 we're going to be this huge percent all electric and by 2035 we're going to be all electric and all that that's going to change this trade of of being an rv or a bit you know automotive or motorcycle technician so significantly because all those components you know you're not dealing with anything that's fuel injection carburation breathing air nothing it's literally an electric motor and a battery and a bunch of computers running that thing so a technician's going to totally be a different animal in just a few years in that world are we going to see a quick shift or is it going to be a more steady shift that way in rvs uh, I don't, I don't know exactly where that'll go. You know, it's hard um, to say, it's hard to say yeah. if, you know, RVs got to be able to go motorhomes, particularly they got to be able to go a distance. Yeah. And right now they just, 
depending on how they get there with the battery and motor technology there, right. how they'll get that distance where somebody who's on a road trip doesn't want to have to stop and charge up every right. 150 miles or something, you know, right. who's got be, time for that? That's going to be the big thing with an RV is be able to, because most of these people will fill these coaches up and they'll take 150 yeah. gallons mm-hmm. and they're driving all day, five, 600 miles. Sure. And they wanted to continue to do that. There are a couple of manufacturers out there. I know Winnebago especially is looking at developing a, an electric motorhome. Yeah. But it's going to, the big thing is, as Cody said, it's going to be distance. Yeah. Most so. of these motorhome people, they want to drive. They want to get in that coach and they want to go all day long. They want to stop. Maybe they'll stay two days at a destination and move on. Yeah. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be a significant change. I think change. that'll be the, yeah, that'll be the hard part there. So from the technician standpoint, service center standpoint, how fast are technicians going to have to become one in zero digital people because it's, our, it's I not going to be shop. as fast as the automotive industry no, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a fact it, it, it'll be. probably be twice as long as automotive industry twice i would think yeah so i and it may even be longer than that the i mean really if you even just go and look at standardized training and stuff for rvs still it's not showing up that much still i mean they're still trying to get that together right you know and rvs have been around forever and, and I, yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the the world, the areas of the RV where it seems to be going that way the fastest. That's going to be in the power section. That's going to be in the bat, lithium ion battery technology and management technology, solar right. converters, DC to DC char- chargers, and things like that. Um, are we are we setting ourselves up in our training? with all the different places you can get training for RV technicians, are we actually seeing them set up for teaching that stuff yet? Are they behind the wall? Not that I've seen most of it. I'm still seeing is just basic appliance training, things like that, that we're just seeing in general, water heaters, refrigerators, And it feels a little bit like the Wild West because of the way those components are developing all over the place. And there's not necessarily too many standards yet. Traditionally, the automotive industry has been far ahead of the RV industry as far yeah. as uh, training training people, giving access to new products. Uh, it's just the RV is, business has just been behind. It's just the way it's been. Yeah. Um, hopefully, someday they'll catch up. You can't even look up a part uh, like an automotive. You go in and you look up by VIN number and you call up a, a specific area of the car and say, oh, yeah, that's the part I need right there. Yeah. You can't do that in the RV industry. New, right. You've got to take a picture sometimes, send it to the person on the other end through email or whatever process you use. Right. You hope you get the right part. You may not. A lot of yep. times you don't get it's, the right part. It's, uh, it's a lot. Yep. It's, yeah, people do have the idea that, hey, here's my VIN and here's what I need. And we uh-huh. just get to pull it up in a screen, like going to a aftermarket's auto parts store and they punch in your VIN yeah. and can pull up a whole diagram. We have very few manufacturers that we actually have that luxury with. Um, okay. And most of it is not. It's just not very smooth. It's not very efficient. Uh, but yeah, the pictures is usually the best idea when you're dealing with manufacturer parts to try to locate things. And then they go, yeah, this is it. But then you're hoping that it's actually it. Right. <laughs> so then you've got the technician that's working on a particular item and he has a problem. And now he's got to call the factory, get a certified technician on the other end. And now he spends an hour of his time trying to fix something going back and forth. There's yep. no other way for him to fix that product. He's never been trained on it. Right. You know, they throw this stuff in these RVs now and all of a sudden you got, whoa, what's that? I never saw that before. I can't yep. tell you how many times I've heard that where, you know, a technician will come up and go, what's this? And the, even we'll go around the whole building, including cells and go, they they threw a what in there? 
Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. de- they delivered us a trailer without informing us of what switch. <laughs> yeah. That happens all the time. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's new products, things like that. They're, they're just, they're making switches faster than we can keep up and keep people trained. So right. we, we, and here at Princess Craft, I am, I am sold on training. I believe it absolutely has to happen because that is the only way we're going to be able to continue to provide excellent service to our customers. Right. right. Most definitely. So one thing that the automotive industry has going for it is they, they really own their channels vertically and horizontally. Like they, they own their components, their parts, you know, every little thing. And the RV industry doesn't have that for the most part. Like you have some brands out there that, that own the, RV manufacturer and some of the components that go in. Uh, Thor, I think, owns some components as well. They they now own Air, the, the Air Excel line. Right. So, obviously, that really helps out the automotive world. It does. That's, that's where you start getting into the ability to create these exploded views of different components, pick apart, that's the part I need, and it's, and it's just more standardized. Is that ever going to be on the horizon for the RV world where they are more integrated? It's extremely hard to say. We've been asking for it for 30 years that I've been in the business, uh-huh. and I've never seen it. Right. I mean, the automotive industry, when they, when they develop something and they put it in a car, there's a schematic for it to send out to every dealership yeah. in the country that sells that product. We don't have that luxury. No. They, right. they throw something in one of these coaches, and I'm sure any one of these units out here, you can walk around and probably find something that's brand new. We don't have a clue what it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have to, as I said earlier, the technicians got to call the factory, try to figure out what's wrong with the thing. Right. That's lost product productivity. He spent all that time. He's not going to get that back. Right. And it's hard to become a true expert on any product. It is. Because it keeps on changing up. You know, we walk around uh, our products around here and you see, you can almost follow the decision making at the manufacturer as they're trying to make calls on what components to build with. And you'll see so many systems built kind of piecemeal, you you know, Um, here's an inverter from one company. Here's a battery control module from another company. Um, You know, it just goes piece by piece and they're like, and you can see the budget decisions Mm -hmm. sometimes with the hiring products. And there's a few here, you see them piecemeal together, but you're like, oh, that's because that company makes the best converter right that company actually makes the best inverter right so you can kind of see the decision making that goes in but it's rare to find something that is a tried and true system that you know just gets brought up year over year over year in one manufacturer line it's yeah. true they they change <laughs> they yeah. change year to year mid, mid-season yep yeah they'll decide well that's not, that system's not working we're going to go with this system yep there's no notification you just <laughs> right the next trailer that comes in you say oh what the heck is that thing yep. oh they changed it you really don't know until you get the unit in what you're going to get yeah bruce you've been in this for long enough to 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 tell us this why why would someone want to to get into this field in the <laughs> parts and service side I mean, you've, you've, you've stayed in it and you've decided to move into a world where you can impart wisdom and share and teach and, and promote and consult and all that. So you, you've, you've decided to stay. What's, just, what's the stick with it? I've decided to stay primarily for the satisfaction of helping a customer. 
uh-huh. it's extremely important to me uh, making that customer happy it brings a lot of satisfaction yeah i've been yelled at a few times more than i can, can count through this through the years mm-hmm. but you know some of those people i've turned around and made good customers simply by taking care of their need um Everybody that walks in the building has a has a need. I just enjoy helping people, helping customers. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that's kept me in the industry all the time. Um, yeah, we have our problems like everybody else, but it's just that sad, that raw satisfaction of seeing customer leave with a smile on their face yeah. and knowing that you took care of them. That's what keeps me going. Okay. All right. So if you were going to speak to someone who might have the slightest inclination to jump into this field this industry uh what would your talking points be to to say no this is this is a viable career that you can have a real fun factor to enjoyment or you know feel satisfaction in what are your talking points well i would think that the um depending on what you're talking with with a group of technicians possibly Uh uh, looking for a field um it's growing field it's an expanding field all the time um as far as you know, the other side, services, service advisors. Again, it's, it's the customer satisfaction part of it. Uh-huh. I think there are two people that just came in here, came in primarily for that reason. But the customer service side of it, you can see it in their in their thing. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough thing to talk about right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a very tough field that we're working in. But I think the uh, again, the simple customer satisfaction is the is the key. Uh-huh. I think one of the one of the big points for like the technician side of things is is when you work on cars i mean you, you a lot of at least when i was working on cars we were we were bumper to bumper technicians but some manufacturers run specialized technicians they specialize in transmissions or they specialize in engines or you know drivability right. concerns or whatever rv technicians they got to know everything man they got to know right. hydraulics they got to know plumbing they got to know 110 electrical they got to know 12 volt electrical i mean their their knowledge base has to be so exp- you know expanded i mean they've just they can't just focus on one thing right. and be good at it they've got to be good at a lot of things um carpentry they right. got to be able to build with wood. I mean, sure. there's still wood in trailers. Um, there's there's just so much to it, which I I find intriguing because I like to it really engage the mind. Yeah, it really engages the mind. Does. Um, a lot of what we're doing now with uh, you know lithium and solar and stuff like that, it's laying these systems out and getting to draw them out and and figure out how it's all going to work right. and where to fit stuff. Sometimes right. it, it's just it's it's a lot of fun in my opinion. You know, it can be a bit of a head scratcher or a headache at times but you just you really got to know a lot more than an engine or a transmission i mean you just really got to get into it so i think that's a good a good thing on the technician side um other than making sure that it's done right and taking care of the customer is just the the amount of knowledge you get to take in and and hopefully retain right um to do a good job so if you want if you are the kind of person who just thrives in problem solving figuring things out you're really probably even more of an engineer mind than than you might let on or know about yourself you love the dynamics of i have no idea what i'm going to face every day but i'm going to get to solve puzzles all day long yeah uh, learn new systems yep. and we have a guy here hiro who uh who got a 3d printer because he wanted to make parts yep and it's and it's resulted in some incredible installs for some he of is, our he has 3d printed us 
quite a few pieces. Right. Yep. And our customers have been like, wow. Yeah, they look good. So, um, so th- that's one thing I have noticed in our shop is that our guys are never bored. Mm-hmm. They aren't, like you said, in the automotive industry, you'll have a transmission specialist. Well, if you're dealing with only Toyota transmissions, after a while, maybe a month, you've seen everything there is to see already. Yep. And you've already done that task, I don't know how many times, whereas yep. uh, in a shop like ours, I don't think any of them, even with years under the belt, can say they've had any two days alike. No, every day is different. Every, every day. day is different. Every day. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think there's also, there's a lot of people just coming out of the high school. Right. That really don't have the, the desire to go to college. Sure. I never did. Uh-huh. I wanted to put a tool in my hand and start working. Right. Nothing wrong with and, that. Uh, I, I don't think those people are recognized enough. I think they're kind of overlooked. Everybody thinks, oh, you got to go to four years. You got to go to school. You got to go to school. You got to go to school. And I think those people are just kind of sitting back, just waiting to raise their hand, you know, and pick on me. And I want to go. I want to go tools. And uh, I think we're, we're missing the boat with those people. And I think you, you mentioned before about high schools. I think we definitely need to get into high schools. We need to get into technical schools and really talk about just what Cody just said, you know, the, the adventure of being an RV technician and the changes that happen. I think that's where we need to get involved more with, uh, with our local people. Okay. You know, I think um, RVTI might be making some pushes in that area. I believe they are. I, I think right. they're making some pushes into talking to high schools, trying to get set up in like their um, um, college readiness programs, you know, like automotive and culinary and all of that right. stuff that they're really doing in the high schools now. I think RVTI is trying to make that push because okay. that's where it's got to start. Absolutely. I mean, that's where automotive starts right. for, for most people. That's where it starts. It's either starts there or in their garage at home. Yeah. But RV technicians, if, if you don't own an RV, you don't have an opportunity to learn about it. I never grew Everybody up Everybody has cars. Yeah, everyone has cars. I, I grew up and, and I had no idea about the RV industry or lifestyle or anything like that. Not until I made friends with the owner of this business did I have any inclination of how big an industry it is, how, how it's thriving, how it's been growing no idea it's crazy certainly not in high school now i do remember in high school sitting there as college presentations started coming through but also some technical schools would come through uh tstc came through um and i knew some friends that went there there's some motorcycle places and automotive places would come through and they'd be like well we'll teach you how to work on race cars and stuff like that mm-hmm. most of those guys didn't end up working on race cars right but they got into a field working with tools and it did engage you know their minds and the skill sets that they naturally had an inclination to yeah there's yeah. a lot of people out there I, I strongly believe that we could get into this business with just a little bit more of a push yep and just asking the right you know asking the right questions of these right. guys a lot of these kids coming out of school today have no clue what they want to do right no, I, can, I can attest yeah. to that my son is going to be 20 in july and you're so old i know my son's he, gonna be four yeah well you're older than me <laughs> I, I won't tell and, you how old my oldest has, is. he has no idea what he wants to do i mean he you know yeah. he's working at sonic right now but he has no idea what he wants to do yeah but he's also working so hard at sonic that he hasn't doesn't have time to think about it somewhat yeah that's hard it's it is that's real tough it's real tough. You know, see a so, lot of these kids do that. They take these jobs and they really don't have any idea. And they could potentially get stuck there and miss out on an opportunity. They to, could. To, yeah. 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 Once you, once life gets going. Yeah. It goes. It goes. It goes yep. fast. 
So, yeah, I think uh, I, I think that uh, we're right on it, though, that in order to continue the RV industry growing, we've got to start we've got to start in the high schools. We've got to get, we've got to get younger people involved, um, at at every level of the RV industry. Otherwise we are going to continue to struggle with shortfalls. Right. And how cool would it be to be, have a more automotive style timeframe on service? Well, you know, because we have enough technicians. I was going to bring that up earlier, you know, back probably, six months ago you know we i get i get monthly reports called wrecked reports which is repair event cycle time reports on how long things are taking to turn in the industry i get nationwide area and then our in-store reports and just within the last probably two months we've seen that drop from about a 90-day average down to about a 40-day average that's a big so it's it's a big drop which means that that we've gotten some parts into the industry and people are being able to get some repairs completed in a timely manner. So there has been an improvement there. Obviously, we never know what what where that will continue to go with right. everything that goes on in the world. But right now, things are on the up. Okay. At least that's what I'm seeing in my reports that I get. So hopefully we continue to track that way so we can turn these customers around in a quicker manner. Sure. Turn that into a trend. All right, guys. Any other talking points, questions? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Bruce, for obviously what you're doing here for Prince's Craft, but also for being willing when I asked you this morning if you would jump in and record an episode with me. Uh, Cody, thanks for stepping away from your work for a few minutes to jump on the microphones as well. Everyone who's listening, thanks for joining us for this episode of the RV Small Talk podcast. You can check out the show notes at rvsmalltalk.com and you can uh, listen to us on any of your favorite podcast players. But the place that helps us the most as far as getting the word out about RV Small Talk is Apple Podcasts. So if you could jump over there and leave a good review, that really does help our podcast reach. Um, If you want to join the community, we have a community group on Facebook. It's RV Small Talk Community Group. Jump over there, share your travels, your photos, ask your questions and whatnot. Um, And I do believe that's it. So until we can get PJ and Lindsay back, I'm Clint (laughs) with RV Small Talk Podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.